0: And now from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Leah Capitelli. Leah is an author, blogger, artist, psychic, event organizer, and more importantly, an extraterrestrial contactee. (laughs) Leah, welcome and thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me, Jeff.
0: If you don't mind, can we start by you telling us your history of being contacted by ETs?
1: Sure. So it first started when I—I I was about five years old, that I can remember. It was maybe even sooner. Um, it was a physical experience. Um, I was well. I say we. My uh, my mother and I just moved to Australia, and uh, I remember waking up from a very deep um, sleep. And by the way, I. I was a very heavy sleeper as a child. Like I could sleep through thunderstorms. We recently actually had an earthquake. <laughs> um, it was slightly off topic. We recently had an earthquake um, and I slept through that completely. So I, I don't wake up. I sleep like the dead. Um, so I wake up very suddenly and, and I wasn't tired. It wasn't because of any noise or anything of the sort. I just sort of boom up and that there was like, the blue light, white light outside of the window. And it was a fairly large window as well. Um, I don't remember being told. I don't remember being prompted. It was just this like thing I knew. Uh, I just sort of skip out and then walk right uh, right towards the window. I didn't even pause in fear of hitting into it or anything of the sort. It was almost as if the window wasn't there. Didn't even register as an object. And I kept walking, it almost as if it dematerialized, And I see a being on the other side of this sort of white walkway with a room behind. And um, she's kind of like, she's a little bit taller than me. She's just kind of like waving me over to hurry up. And then she puts, she has her like, she's very, very close. Like she, I could feel her right next to me. And I knew she was very old. I knew she was very old um but she was my almost my just above my height um and we're in this room and there's like a whole bunch of other kids there there was a whole bunch of uh human children and even et well and i want to make it very clear like i didn't have a distinction of human and et at the time it was just like average looking people and weird looking people right like i I didn't really have a concept of that <clears throat> like but I knew that they were people like i I could identify a child versus an adult, like there were adults there, but none of them were human adults, like they weren't really like they all had they all had very different um skin tones and shapes and hair and some are bald, so um. I remember going in there. They like they were all they were all kind of like sitting around, standing, playing, doing stuff, talking. And I remember meeting this lady. Um, sat by her, and she was giving me all these little toys to play with. And each toy that she was play- as she was giving giving to me, I was you know messing around with, and then she would take it away and then bring up the next one. So, I don't remember. How I got back, I just I just got back, and I was having um, that that I was still experiencing. I was I could still feel their presence. I could still feel their themselves around me, even though they were not in the quote unquote physical um, in, in a physical way. And I was getting information. I was getting taught. I had, I had this information. I had this knowledge, which I'm still kind of wondering how I come to know. Like, you know, in those years, because I remember being very, very young. And I'm telling my mother this. I'm telling her, um, you know, all humans were made by ATs, or you know, give them full answer, in- inter- complete in- inter- <laughs> <laughs> that word. You know what I'm talking about? Knowledge. Of um, human history relations between both groups, so it's, it was this very sudden, abrupt kind of like you know information, and even to this day, like I'm still ch- still trying to figure out like how, was this downloaded and it just sort of like got stored away somewhere, like some sort of hidden memories. Which again, it does happen as the older I get, I remember more and more of my of my life. So, um, anyway, um. I have had one two other sorry two other physical experiences in my in my, in my whole life but everything else has been um th- uh, sorry has been astral and psychic in nature so what that means is like I would have um like telepathic communication uh be able to see them like in the sense of like in the in another phase of existence so like astral for instance um and that has been my life um, since I was since I was a teenager because there was this period of time where I was having very regular contact. Like even when I'm in school, um, primary school, I would be having very. I would see them. I would see them in the trees. I would see, you know, but um, I, and I was talking to everyone about it. But uh, I made the mistake of. Um, telling some members of my family about what I was experiencing. And um, there was a point where um, my grandfather was yelling at me, telling me off, saying that, oh, that's just your imaginary friends. And, and the thing is, like, my, 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 my mother, she didn't really, um, she didn't mind me talking about this sort of stuff whatsoever. She thought, she was like, oh, you know, you know, she's, she's a kid, you know, whatever. I, she never dismissed it. She never, she never punished me. But my grandparents did. They had a lot of um, negative stuff to say, and they were saying, "Oh, it's just your, it's just your imagination. You have to, you have to grow up. You have to grow up." Ironically, I was eight years old now, um, and it was, it was, it was very, very, uh, it was very offensive because I didn't understand like How could you not see these things? How could you not perceive these things? Like, well because it, it, he was oh, he was saying the entire time oh if you can't see them hear them smell them you know they're not real and I'm like well I can and then he was like, well, I, nobody else can so they're not real it's like it, it, and, I, and I'm arguing I'm I'm screaming I'm crying I'm like because you know it was it was it was like you know like I, I was telling the truth and he was just dismissing it like as if like I was you know like I was, I was just lying. I was nothing. I was you know, uh, it was very upsetting, very upsetting. Um, but even though I defended it, I defended my, my sensibilities. My reality was still, um, the seed of doubt was planted and it's very important to understand when, even though as a child, even though someone as, uh, anti-authority as I was as a kid, um, you still had that sort of sense of like, un- like assumption that adults are wise because they're older; they know life a bit better and a bit more than you do. So, I was like, oh, maybe you know, he's not wrong. Anyway, so I uh, got a little older. I started to ignore them a bit more. I started ignoring my contacts whenever they would actually come to me, or I would, he- I would just like go away. You know, like you're not real. I just, you know, those just disconnection and after a while they stopped coming they stopped talking i stopped getting i I stopped it just stopped and then um there's a real the the years rolled into my teen years my early teen years um it was uh, like i had memories of uh, but before this i had memories of them of my um my contacts but it was like it felt far away but also like i felt i can't really describe the mentality i had like it was it was one half of me was saying yes this is it this 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 actually happened and the other half was like almost convinced it wasn't you know it never happened it this, and and when you're a child and then when when big things happen to you as a child, you tend to move past things. You tend to process things very, very quickly. You don't really linger on those particular things um, because your present is your current, you know, um, that's the best way I can describe it. <clears throat> so, but it, there was still a sense of emptiness. There. there was still a sense of like, you know, um I couldn't really tell anybody because I had that experience with my granddad for, you know, for having this horribly negative reaction towards it. So um, it discouraged me from from, you know, sharing that and, you know, being 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 a young person in, in school, you want to fit in as much as possible. You don't want to be a freak. It's already hard enough. You know, why? Why do you need to add an extra lot? of oh, By the way, you, you used to talk to me. You don't need it. It's, it's, it's completely, it's hard, right? Now, um, there was one night uh, where I was having this dream. I was, it was dream was irrelevant, but I remember it stopped very suddenly, very abruptly. There was a static. It was almost as if I was flicking to a new uh, TV channel where it was just a sort of really buzzy static and um, this being appeared and he I, I don't remember seeing him but he looked very familiar and um, he introduces himself as mesroth and mesroth had like was this like long like smooth round head like just these very delicate and fine features like translucent skin like gold just, just shrouded in gold and i'm like what the hell am i looking huh <laughs> yeah by the way before this point never like never saw any media that even closely resembled this before this point like like i wasn't even involved like b- like before this i wasn't even involved with like um Researching ET stuff, you nothing. I was I was completely it's completely separate from that. And there's this being standing in front of well, in my mind's eye before me and talking to me. And he introduces himself and he says, uh, my, um, you know, he's part of this uh, uh, ET ET coalition, this group um, that are attempting communication and um, integration of human culture in, in with the interstellar, right?" And he is. They uh, they go around contacting people um, to in order to be their spokespeople, their liaisons, like the go betweens, the um, the ones who are sensitive enough to hear them the most, the ones who are open enough to hear them the most. And because of my history with them, um, there's this. There's, there was always that link. There was always that bond there, and uh, that never really. I I I I cancelled the bond and. He just sort of decided to revisit it. Um, So he gave me that option. He was said, "Not only will you be able to understand, you you know, you you don't. This is not compulsory. You don't you don't have to be involved if you don't want to be. Um, You can you know go back to your life. You 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 know, you can go back to your life, go back to school. Everything will be fine. This is just a dream. This will this and, and you'll move on as if this as if this is just a dream." But this is an opportunity opportunity for you to learn more about us and uh, learn more about human humans and Earth and also about yourself, about that history that I kind of locked away, you know, in my earlier years. Uh, part of my history I denied. I denied. So I said, yeah. I, 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 well, actually, it was a little bit more... Expressive than that, it was more of like shit. Yeah, let's. I'm not fucking swear. I'm sorry, all right. <laughs> just, no but yeah, let, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he just sort of pulls me in, and I'm in this sort of like uh, it's like stars. Like there was, a, it was just like I was like a outside of the planet. Like I'm in the in the outer outer parts of the atmosphere, and it's like the planets right behind me, and you're just in this space, right? And um, I remember that feeling because he told me this was astral traveling. And I remember this feeling and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, is this astral traveling? Is this what you call astral traveling? Wow. Because I, I must have been doing this as a child. I just couldn't, you know, I just I didn't have a name for that. They don't exactly teach you astral traveling in primary school, you know, you don't, or even high school or even tertiary education. You know, you don't, don't really learn of it very often. So. Um, I knew this feeling. So there was just so many pieces of this like of like this sort of like it was like a freaking duh moment, but at the same time it was like new. Like it was it was duh in the sense of like, I know I've experienced this stuff before. There's now a name for it. There's actually there's a whole, if you will, culture behind it. So uh yeah, it was very um it was uh, it was surreal, and um, I got to meeting a group of people um, who were representatives, or at least a group, a small group of them anyway, like a small few members, and who were representatives of their own respective races, species, whatever you want to call it. Species is probably more appropriate. Um, and um, yeah, I, 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 we went, I, we went. <laughs> Uh, we went to the moon. We actually traveled to the moon to meet these people. And um, yeah, we got back. I got back after some point. And I remember waking up with their thoughts still in my head. Like there was a, it was, there were lingering whispers. It was like, which I didn't have before. I didn't go to bed with this. And I realized a little, as little time passed on a little bit, there was a bonding that was like a telepathic bond that happened there, and from that it was ongoing for for years and years and years right up up until now there's this, there's a that the bond is still there, and that's where I received downloads of information that's um that yeah that's the main core that that that's the core that's the source that's the that's um that's my reach with these people. And I've got not, not only, not only have I learned a lot um, in the sense, in the terms of like academic knowledge, but just who they are as people, as individuals. And believe me, they are more, they're more familiar than we, as you know, like casual society would actually deem them to be, you know, like they're, they're, they're not alien, if you know what I mean. Like, the human condition is not exclusive to humans shall we say so they're very much so they have their own um they have their own lives they have their own interests they have their own desires they have their own fears and and um values and and passions which all of us have and um however the the i well i mean the difference between us and them really is that they they have a had more time to manage their more quote-unquote lower emotions to to in order to survive and be um they work as a, as a group there so they have that kind of natural bridging and understanding and the capability of having that wider perception that um bird's eye view but even for them the sky's a limit right like because they're not perfect they're flawed incredibly flawed even the oldest have the uh, are are flawed and they'll readily admit it if they don't well that's a problem so <laughs> anyway, uh so mild rant there, but um my role <clears throat> is to be their um just one of their spokespeople, like as just as a mouth, as a mouthpiece. Um however I am not chosen. I want to make it very clear. I'm, I'm not I don't deem myself, I'm a star person, yes, but I am not. Chosen. I have chosen this life. I have chosen this. I was given choices and opportunities to walk, and I can still at any time. But I don't because this is what I'm here to do. I enjoy this. I I enjoy interacting. I enjoy learning. And I and I enjoy talking about it with people here, which is which is one of the roles. Um, and it's uh, it, it, was right. Meredith was absolutely right. This isn't about just me. Oh, sorry. This isn't this isn't ju- uh, just about bridging humans and and um ETS together. It's it's about bridging parts of yourself. You know, it's about it's about um, re- you know, um, learning about who you are more than about any other external group or whatever so um yeah anyway that's that's kind of that, that's just pieces of my of my experiences i've had um ample astral <laughs> travel experiences on top of that um and um yeah like i've a lot i learned, <laughs> sorry i'm just like yeah the sense of humor like you know you think that you think that like you know you like some some people not gonna you know some people think that these these holy and highly divine beings and can do no wrong right like who 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 are above you know you know they're like I, I, sometimes a are cold and unemotional it's like who i wh- what are you like what are you talking about <laughs> like who are you talking about like they're they're the most uh they're the most raunchy like funny and just I don't know they all have their own different different senses of humor yes but I don't know like the, I I guess I'm lucky or unlucky enough to fall in with the types that are just aggressively sarcastic (laughs) so um yeah nah (laughs) oh you know I I don't (laughs) I just no (laughs) I didn't think about that (laughs) never mind um but yeah there you go that's kind of that's um that's, that's, that's I guess, what I'm here to do. There you go.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. You're I want, welcome. I want to take you back to your first experience. Um, first, I want to say, you mentioned that you were approached by a woman. She was a little bit taller than you, or she was female. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Was she mm-hmm, humanoid-looking, mm-hmm. or was she, like, yeah. a gray, or what did she look like?
1: Oh, um, so she um, – well, she was bipedal. Um, she, had, she had, like – uh, she was, sh- mm. <sighs> she was short for for a like like she was short comparatively to my mom, for instance, right? Mm. But she was still taller than me. Right. <laughs> she had a bigger head than I did. She had bigger eyes than I did, mm. but she still was small. Like it's she, her features are, were very disproportionate. Like, it's hard to explain like she 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 looked proportionate for her. But if you were to apply that like any of those features onto a human, they would look it would look ridiculous. Like it, she just looked perfectly proportionate. Like um there was not an ounce of fat on her. But she looked like she was quite thin. I remember like her her forearms and hands were very slender and thin and you know um she wasn't, I don't remember seeing, she had, she had a robe or she had a, like a red dress on. And so I don't remember seeing her legs, but she, yeah, she was just, just parts of her looked also stout as well. Like, I don't know. It's hard to, I, I can't quite remember. Like I remember just very, cause it wasn't just this bulbous head. There was this, there was like this body there too. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't big, I don't know. it's hard to explain <laughs> mm. anyway, but no she had um a gold skin, goldenish like pale pale gold skin, um green eyes, and a red dress on and yeah really green, really like lime, like you cut lime in half, that sort of green, so yeah, gold. Um- to- Naturally. Okay. Yeah, the only group I know that can rock bold, I mm. swear to God.
0: Did she or Mezareth ever tell you how she found you in the first place?
1: Well, that's that's a. Mm, it started before this life, actually. This wasn't this wasn't just like a one time kind of like this wasn't just a coincidence. It wasn't just like oh yeah, well we'll go with this one tonight. How about that, guys? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this was this was an agreement drawn up. Uh, with me um when I was before before I was born here like Mm -hmm. actually so I do have memories of my life before here and I never really actually intended to I, I I lived on life on earth before and I thought I was done with it I uh I was very much so done with it but Mesrith comes back to me and um, we, cause I've, I've known him. I've known him for a very long time actually. And he convinced me to come back um, even though I was not interested, even though I protested, I was like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. I'm I'm like, and he's like, well, if you look, we need help we need help and and i'm and i'm you know just like as a side note like it, the fact that he was asking me <laughs> to help as like a as one of their reps as a potential rep like i was like the sales representative um you know it was pretty friggin pathetic in my opinion because like you must be desperate you know <laughs> like in order to get to solicit me for this job um so you know he he managed to emotionally manipulate me thoroughly enough in order for me to reincarnate again So, like i mean you know i do look i don't really care much for humans i do feel bad for the animals <laughs> that's kind of like where that um they like yeah no okay no they don't deserve this 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 silliness uh for this um this um crap so i was like all right yeah all right let's do it mm. and uh well i mean i was not entirely, even at that point, not entirely convinced because it's like, because I knew how hard this was going to be. I knew it. I knew it. It was, this was like, this was part of it. Like I knew it was going to be ridiculously hard. So I'm like, you're telling me that I'm about, I'm about to enter a pre-contact world, this um, aggressively xenophobic world um, and be this uh, uh rep right. for you guys you well, well i better get some pretty damn good insurance out of like i i like i want dental I want, like, I want like i want payment up front you know like i want a lot you know we're not doing this i'm like this sounds it sounds very dangerous you guys um but he said uh that they're going to be in contact with me that they're going to be there with me every step of the way um so i don't have to I'm, I'm not on my own at no point will i be on my own i um so I, I won't feel isolated so i i can fall back on them if i need for any you know for any kind of support or any any help right <clears throat> and uh i was like fine all right cool sign your name here you know then you know
0: yeah. If you go back a couple lives, would you say that then you're not from this planet? Would you say you're from another star system or what? Uh,
1: like a star seed? Hey, nobody, nobody's from anywhere. Nobody's from anywhere. You can have favorites. You can have favorite worlds. You can have favorite lives. Sure. Absolutely. But no one's originally from anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Uh, and this is, this is coming from somebody who... Um, has memories of multiple lives in different locations. I'm not any I'm not from any one of them. I do have favorites. I do have preferences and I do have kinmanship with one with one particular group, but I'm not, you know, we're not we're not no one's from Earth. No one's from Elzona. No one's from Zan No one's from any of these places. But um yeah. Uh I call myself well. I mean, I my definition of star seed or star person. I prefer I prefer the term. I tend to use star person a um, bit more than star seed, but I use that term to describe myself. Not just I'm not just a contactee, just having these um, these experiences, these physical, astral, and psychic in nature experiences. It's um, there is deep Bonds there There is history there That transcend life The current life Um, There is Even a genetic Biological component to it uh, Which was Actually explained to me at some point When I um, Got a little bit older From when when I first met Mesrith That I'm actually connected Far more even physically to these people. So, um, yeah. And, and star people in particular, like the, the, the sheer amount of pressure and, um, roles that they have to fill in order to facilitate this. It's, uh, it's difficult. It's a, it's, it's a burdensome process, but make no mistake. Um, if one can't do it, they will find another. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and that is something that has been very prominent that has been very, very prominent in my experiences. So I don't have the luxury of actually um, considering myself to be the spe- to be to be special um, or to be chosen because, you know. If they're like, "Oh, if you don't want to do it, we'll find someone else." I'm like, "All right, well, you know, good luck, you know, <laughs> getting someone who <laughs> who charges as little as I do." Um. So yeah.
0: So would you say that we're basically all from the astral world, and then we just decide, you know, okay, well, maybe this life or our next couple of lives, I'll go to Earth, and after that, after you're done with Earth, okay, maybe I'll go to some other planet and do, check out that yeah, can, place. Yeah. That's basically you can how do it like everybody is.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to use, a, I, I avoid using generals in the sense in this, in this instance because it's, it's very different for everyone. Some people didn't have a choice but to come here, some did, some, you know, every, every story is different. Every experience is different. There's nothing that is, there's no, there are no rules, I'm afraid. There are no rules, not in my experience. So, um, because everyone's roads are different littered with different things. So um, I have had the luxury of choice of where I wanted to reincarnate next. Some instances I didn't. I didn't at all. Uh, it was I had to do something in order to kind of <sighs> relearn something or, or at least uh, go through um, a particular thing for me to um rebalance myself shall we say i've done i've done some naughty things in the in times before that's why I, that's why i was shocked when measures was like can you uh and i'm like mm-hmm. what are you talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> so um yeah I, as i said like some people some people have that um yeah some people choose some people don't mm-hmm. that's really it yeah all right.
0: Can mm-hmm. you reveal to us some of the mind-blowing aha moments, things that Mezareth has shared with you?
1: You're not the center of the universe.
0: <laughs> well, I already knew that.
1: <laughs> um, well, um, no, I mean, I mean, um, there's a uh, Well, actually, it's hard to explain. Oh, my God, like, okay, <sighs> far out. I, all right, now, now that I'm thinking about it, it's I've. I've just like, you know, it's like a
0: list here. Okay. For example, you were told something and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, you yeah, know, yeah. That yeah. just changed your whole view of reality.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, well, it's every single time I speak with him. Um, if when the, when he's not in the middle of insulting me or, or laughing at me, then yeah, no, we have really good chats. <laughs> um, well, one of the, well, just one of them, I uh, remember he was telling me. There is no there is no light and dark, there's only light. There is no hot and cold, there's only heat. There is no what was the other one? There's no light and dark, there's only light, there's no hot and cold, there's only heat. There is no life and death. There's only life. There is no order and chaos. There's only chaos. Ooh. Interesting. I can't remember the full the full thing, but it was something like that. It, it, it yeah, yeah. It was something like that. Is it almost There's no life and
0: mm-hmm, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you, but it's almost saying yeah. like there's no yin and yang. There's only one. The you know, like you said, no, there's only life, no death, no only that. There's no yeah. opposites.
1: <clears throat>
0: Is that yeah. you think with everything?
1: Well, that's what he tells me. Uh, i can't really argue with something that's um you know that <laughs> i can't really you know whose experience and breadth and depth is transcends my feeble ability to understand you know my feeble my feeble brain mass gray matter um no it was it was um yeah it was implying that that yeah it, there there's no it, it doesn't have to be yin and yang. That's the thing. I, I mean, from we do have, we all have conflict within ourselves. So there is, there, there are sides in us always. Um, but you, if you look at it objectively, and you look at it as a, unemotionally, it's just how you. It, it there's, there's, just it's easier to categorize something as non-existent in order to give validation to something that does, you know, like, like when, 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 when we're talking about existence, like the, the, the idea of non-existence isn't, isn't even in, in a, a, not even a school of thought. Like there's nothing, there's nothing there because non-existence is not anything. It's not tangible. It's not measurable because it something always exists, even though you may not have the, senses or equipment to perceive it does not mean it doesn't exist. And that is something that I feel, um, is a, is a struggle for a lot of people here. Um, just because you may not experience something, um, doesn't actually mean that uh, the other person isn't. Um, and, and, yeah, that's, that's it really. And I think that, um, yeah, we, we just, we just, sometimes choose to make things a little bit complicated for ourselves, in my opinion, from what I've from from the discussions we've had. But just because he puts things plainly, um, it doesn't mean that he is unsympathetic to our little, uh, how would you say, our little uh, mm, not conflicts, our little distractions. You know, um, because that's a part of growth it's part of development you're not gonna you're not gonna yell at a kid who's bashing you know pots together you know we keep stripping it. i'm bashing pots together all the time i mean it's like yeah it's annoying and it's like it's like oh my god they're doing it again but it's part of development let them let them like let them you know let them you have to learn you know so that's that's um there's that understanding so yeah there you go
0: (laughs) how often are you in contact with him
1: Um, not all the time because he's very, he, the training wheels came off a few, a little while ago. Um, uh, just, uh, I'm trying not to think about it. Um, but, um, he used to have a very, we used to, we used to be in contact fairly regularly, like very, very regularly. Um, and some years ago I was, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I had the training wheels taken off. Um, and so I'm not as regular in, as in regular contact with him, but I, he is always there when I need him to be. And when I say I need him to be, I'm not saying like, Oh, can you please come over? Um, no, it's more of, it's more of like, I feel like I'm about to die. Like, I feel, I feel awful. I feel like I, I'm in my rawest, worst state imaginable um, feeling like, you know, like all the worst feelings you can think of. Um, and that's when he sort of like pops his head up and it's like, all right, come on, you know, the pity party's over, let's go. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. He's not, he's not, he doesn't handle me. Unfortunately um, he doesn't handle me with kid gloves, but the thing is it's, I, I, um, I don't respond well with kid gloves. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Never have.
0: So you were saying that you are his yeah like mouthpiece. So then, does he pop in and give you messages of what to broadcast to the world, or or how does that work?
1: Oh, it's what everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever been told. I have full, you know, I could I can talk about whenever, really. Like um, you know, every I can share whenever. Um, it's just the problem is there's a lot. Um, and it's very, very difficult, like, to create a format in order for that to be absorbed by many. Um, and that's why I've taken to writing and, and painting because um, it's – there's a bit more layers of um, – inf- I feel like it's a bit more uh, um, information-dense. and um, But it also seems to – I've found in my, in my experience, people tend to be more receptive to something that gives the, um, you know – Illusion, oh, this is just a creative piece or whatever it is. So they're more ready. They're more. They're more open-minded when reading it. It's almost irrelevant if they believe it or not. It's the fact that it's in their minds. That's the. That's the. That's the. point. Uh, most important part. Um, a lot of the time I find with my relationship with Mesraeth, it's more so for me than. For everyone else, uh, but that doesn't mean that I can't share this stuff with other people because I I do and I, I try to, but it's just it's very um, it's hard it's it's hard to um, ironically enough I'm actually a very private person I I'm i um, I'm very private in nature it's so it's uh, it, it is very difficult to um, be so vulnerable I mean it's funny like you know I'm doing interviews I'm doing talks and you know conferences and all that there's still a veil of kind of um, privacy there uh, because it's you know it's it's my life it's my you know it's um and I, I don't know maybe I don't know not that I don't want to share it's just it's hard to express some of the things I've learned sometimes because of the sheer weight of it. And um, fear. There's also a fear element, not because of the fact that other people won't believe me. I don't really care about that anymore. I used to when I was a kid. I don't care about that now, but it's more the fact, will anyone listen? Will anyone care? And that's what scares me. And um,
0: yeah. What do you think his main message is that he's trying to get out to people? (sighs) Main message. I don't
1: think there is one anymore. Um, there is, I think, there are many. Um, like, I mean, with with the entire group, it's not just Mesreweth; it's, it's like it's all the all the others as well. They all have their different reasons. They all have their different goals,
0: <laughs>
1: but um, and different different yeah different reasons. Um, so there's no one. Um, but for Mesreweth, I think his, I don't even know, I don't even know anymore. Sometimes I, I, I wonder that myself, like, is it, is it, is it curiosity? Is it compassion? It's a bit of everything why he does it. Um, but I find, I find the, the one thing I latch onto the most to, sorry, to answer your question more precisely, the one thing I latch on the most, which I think is the most important Element is the fact that there is no real divide between all of these people and us, right? There's no, we're not that different. We're not that um, alien. You know, individuals can be alien to each other, but when you're talking about the the the, the every mind, every person, every soul, like it's this, there's this unity, there's this commonality, and that is what I regularly try to express as much as i off, as much as i possibly can because it's so vital so when eventually contact does occur on mass i mean we've already had some you know some argue first contact has already happened but there's the there's the official one right there's a the mass one where it's completely and utterly and undeniably disclosed the reactions, And, um, you know, there's, there's it's already hard enough when you have, when this world is running rampant with racism and homophobia and all these isms and phobias, um, you know, people willing to kill each other over of the most slightest things, you know, how the hell are we going to do this with VTs? Um So that's why I kind of like my, my main message that I try to promote as hard as I can is that we're actually very, very similar and we've all had our own grueling challenges and trials as, as different species did. We're not, we're not unique here, we're not like uh, there have been others who have been in far uglier positions than we have and have still managed to get, to pull their, their crap together and actually make something of themselves and actually try to do better, not, for the interstellar community or because of some arbitrary interstellar government or anything like of that of the sort it's because they want it to get better you know they want it they want it they deserve better for themselves and um if they co- if and i know which one in particular group and if they can do it we don't really have an excuse <laughs> like we can we can do it we can do it so um yeah yeah, that's that's my main message, at least.
0: After all your experiences, when you go and watch sci-fi movies, do you feel like the oh movies my God, and Hollywood have got it totally wrong? Uh or, or not pretty not. close. Or what do you think?
1: Well, I mean, District Nine was. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I like to look at that one as a bit of a rom-com, but um yeah it, it. yeah i don't know like i mean you have like a human et you know they you know like they have a friendship and everything and like they speak in different languages but they still understand each other it's beautiful you know <laughs> like i'm like oh girl <laughs> and, um but yeah it you know that, that that's not a thing <laughs> upstairs <Yeah. laughs> um, in the sense of like district nine like you know um uh, but I mean, I look, well, all right. I look at sci-fi stuff as, you know, fiction. I don't like, I'm, I used to take it very personally, especially when they had, neg- like when they have the evil ET like that, when I got like, damn, I don't like that, you know, which I just want to make it really, really clear. Um, I have not had negative. I, I've had, I have had some negative experiences, but it wasn't with my group. It wasn't with my contacts. And, um, I, ha- I have not had negative ET experiences. So um, I, I just because I haven't had it doesn't mean others haven't. And um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that has happened, but I'm lucky in that department anyway. But uh, the TV shows and movies, yeah, just, I just I look at them as a fiction, you know, just, just a bit of fiction these days uh, because it's fiction, you know, like, oh, I mean, <clears throat> sometimes I have noticed some similarities. That's yeah i have noticed some similarities with actual things like i'm like wait wait a minute where did that is a thing that kind of does occur here that's actually not you know that's that's not completely sometimes i question whether something is completely imagination but then i remember but then i remember remember what i said before about like you know communicating things in specific formats so I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, are they doing the exact same thing that I do? <laughs> like, you know, uh, putting the truth down in uh, by blanketed, blanketing it in creative media and creative like with a you know creative shield around it so it can be better absorbed by um, others. Maybe. I mean, I'm like, well, first of all, that's genius because I thought I just came up with that one myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah.
0: Is there one show, movie, television show that you think is the closest to reality? Mm,
1: I used to say Star Trek, but the more I'm like, nah, not, not really accurate. Um, probably Babylon Five would probably be more accurate. Yeah, Babylon Five. This is there's a there's a real community there, like it is a, a real real sense of conflict, um, which is. Which still permeates. Um, sorry for all the wind, um, but still exists um, between both all all groups. Sorry, um, it's not just uh, less actual work just a lot of fighting because uh, a lot of arguing, a lot of a lot of um, measuring contests of various appendages. If you know what I'm saying,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> what about the
0: show Farscape? Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't mm, I think that's an Australian <laughs> t v show too
1: oh my God. I barely watch I v i don't like I don't even know like I don't even know what's happening people have to tell me what's what's coming out, and I'm like, oh, mm. <laughs> like cool mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: so do you have any idea when full disclosure is going to happen?
1: Not a- I thought I knew when I was younger i thought i I was convinced <clears throat> I was convinced that the teens, like the um, twenty teens was going to be that, um, you know, that, that decade, Um, well, a lot did happen, but I, uh, yeah, didn't quite happen the way I thought it was. And then, and then this year I find it funny. I find it very funny um, that the Pentagon recently released That information about you know that partial disclosure, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, blanketing the truth with the injection of a small lie in there, Um, uh, and it was kind of.
0: I'm sorry. hmm? Why did you find that funny?
1: Well, I mean, it's it's. I find it funny because you know they decided to be like, oh, you know, after you know, decades and decades of dismissing and denying and blatantly lying and even killing to protect those secrets, Um, doing anything they could to protect those secrets. Um, They were like, oh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah, it it happened. (laughs) So it's like, why is this? Why? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you know, like for, and and then it just sort of, it, it, it just, it makes it very, I'm curious as to what the purpose was there, which kind of worries me a lot. Like the fact that if they, if they're, why, why are they opening up about that? What's, what's the, what's the deal here? And um, I, I'm normally not a very paranoid person, but I am a very calculating person and that feels like a calculation step. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Um, So Yeah, that's kind of that. That's kind of my suspicion because that feels like a move. It doesn't feel like just something that happened. Um, But yeah, it was, and I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but not surprised at the same time. The fact that there was not like it was barely really discussed. Well, sorry, in Australia, that revelation was barely discussed. Like it was completely glossed over. Like nobody here was talking about it. So. In some respects, um, you know, we we are very deliberately um, suppressed down here when it comes to information. You have to dig for it. And we have to sift through a lot of garbage down here to get to any semblance of truth or fact. I'm not saying, not saying you know, truth, truth. I'm talking about facts. It's um, hard to get a gauge and to weigh it up to actually discover what the truth is, you know. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're in a, we're in a bit of a tight spot down here.
0: <laughs> so do you think that the Galactic Federation is a real thing?
1: Yeah, there is, there is, there's a, well, yeah, I call it Federation. I mean, it's, it, it's most accurate way and kind of has a little more impact with that as well, because it's, yeah, there, there is a, there is a cooperative for sure. Um, There is a, there is an interstellar, there is a relationship there. are There is a type of faction um that bridges uh among multiple groups um and uh, that particular kind of web is that federation and it uh, goes around and uh, making contact and doing things and um you know basically a a a billion year old party bus you know it's great
0: (laughs) why do you think they have an interest in earth if we're so far behind them technologically
1: oh there's a there's a history here it's not it's not just like we weren't like this the entire time i mean that there's a there's actually a long-standing history here between between both parties like we did have contact uh we, we did have um we 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 had that relation. We had re- we had strong relationship between the interstellar community and on Earth a long time ago. But that was gone. That was lost. So because they just sort of some are some have come back in order to kind of rekindle that relationship um, and just yeah, just to I guess you could say honor that history. Um, depends on who you talk to, really. But yeah, that's uh, there's, there's a there's a history here um, and. Um, sorry for the rain, <laughs> but I
0: there's a, could, uh, I couldn't even tell.
1: Oh, good, good, good. I, I could, I could just hear it up. I just beyond, on, but um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a, there's love here as well um, from one side. And, I, and uh, you know, despite how bad it gets, I'm like, well, there is someone that cares at least. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Makes me sleep at night.
0: I had another guest on, and he is a famous remote viewer, even used to work for the U.S. government. And we were talking that he felt like the planet is so messed up that we need aliens to come here and fix the place, because we're like, we're too far gone. What do you think about that? Uh, Well,
1: the problem is, is that we, there's no problem. Every problem is paired with a solution. Um, it just takes. It just it takes someone to it takes takes a group. And if you have a planet that is as messed up as here, is that that is a planet full of problems, it does require a planet to find a solution. Um, my group or my my contacts are not interested in cleaning up messes. They're not here to clean up anybody's messes, and they're only here. They're only interested in cleaning up. Their only here, their only interest is to give us the right support. us to do the job ourselves because you're not gonna learn anything you're not gonna learn you're not gonna how can you value something when somebody else is con like you know valuing an item if someone is constantly taking care of it for you you're not gonna you're not gonna at all it's just it's not logical and so they're kind of sitting back Like frustrated parents with their arms crossed and just like 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 all right, let them throw the tantrums. Go on, go on. Like tear it up. Go on. Like exhaust yourselves. Rip yourselves apart. Get down to the absolute lowest you possibly can, and then, then there's hope. So, um, and then yeah, that's 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 the attitude. Uh, They're not they're not gonna they're not here to fix anything. Um, They're here to give us an opportunity to fix ourselves, which is, um, which is something that we need.
0: So, mm. all right, well, I'm running out of time. So before <laughs> I do, I want to let people know about your book called a soul remembers book yeah, one yes. chronicles mm-hmm. of Akashi. Can you tell us, a That's little the bit about? can you tell us about your book?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, uh, it was my my first book um, that uh, divulges into three of my three lives, my three past lives that I remember the most. Um, so it's a book about reincarnation. So uh, surprise, surprise, everyone—the main character dies a couple times. Um, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that that's kind of like that—that's the main premise of why I am the way I am today. And um, it just—it's a—it's basically like a chronicle of uh, my soul um, going through different experiences, different phases of existence, and um, ending up where I am here today, and um, how I come to be today. So eh, that's that, that's kind of where I'm an, at.
0: Is that another name for you, Akashi?
1: No, 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 no. Akashi is something. Uh, no, that's not my that's not my soul name. That's um, my. Uh, M- Mesrith told me, and we had this discussion. This is a bit off topic, but talking about naturally, we ugh, we naturally talk about creationism sometimes. Every once in a while, you know, we don't, We like we like sharing that, you know, having a bit of back and forth with that. Now, ETs um, aren't really <clears throat> necessarily like religious. They're not like they do have religious traditions, but they it's not like. Um, like a hardcore anything, it's more of just a a, a particular pastime that they like to conduct. But um, when it comes to the spiritual spirituality and that intersects with science with their science as well, they talk about this thing called Akashi very regularly. And the closest thing I can describe Akashi to be, from what Mezus tells me, is that it's a, it's a godlike thing. Um, it's essentially all a source of souls that is the it, it is living it is consciousness it is it is an extension it is the universe in every every facet of the universe it is matter it is time it is space it is all it is every molecule it is every galaxy um it is both everything and nothing at the same time so it's this it it the way he describes it it's kind of like one of those sort of it's too beyond to really even care like in a sense let let me rephrase it shouldn't impact you is what i'm saying like it shouldn't it shouldn't be it it is it is the it is the explanation and they've actually they do have the science and capabilities to to do some of that of that research to come to, to, to those conclusions but um he talks about akashi like it's like a bridging it is a, it is a, the, the mother and father of souls like it's a parent of souls and and consciousness and it's uh that's why we have this sort of connection that's why we 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 survive that's why that's why there is no death because there's only um, eternal life because akashi is not dead or alive in the conventional sense it's it's neither of those things and neither are we because we're all extensions of it we're just we're we're all all of us are kashi wearing different shoes
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah right.
0: have you do you have other books out as well
1: um i'm making my second one now so i'm i'm in the process of making that and that one is the next book is going to be about um um it's it's going to be about my contacts my my um some of my contacts upstairs and a bit about their lives and how they came to be here as well like a little bit about their personal experiences and how they and like this is the fun the fun not, well i mean it's not always fun but you know just just their lives a little bit um before they came here and became you know xenopoliticians and you know like the butt of uh, the butt end of all my jokes you know haha mm-hmm. <laughs> politics bloodsuckers <laughs> alien bloodsuckers anyway anyways Sounded funny in my head.
0: <laughs> After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and chat with you or ask you questions. Sure. Are you up for that? And if so, how should they contact yeah, you?
1: absolutely, absolutely. So if you can check out my Facebook at uh, Stanova's Leah. Um, so it's uh, S-T-A-R n-o-v-i-s-l-e-a so yeah check me out I'm i'm also on instagram and tiktok as well under the same app so yeah check me out on there and um yeah message me and i post things <laughs> every once in a while um you know and uh, just sort of keep people like semi-updated and um of, of my my life yeah
0: all right. I see paint behind you and you are an artist. If people want to check I am. out your, if they want to check out your art, where do they find that?
1: Um, I don't have anything available right now. So that's kind of not, um, I'm not like mass producing it at this stage. I'm, I'm more focused on actually producing the novels. Um, however, yeah, like uh, I, You'll, you know, hop on my socials, you'll see, I mean, when I, when I end up doing art, you'll, I'll be posting it up on there and what have you. So yeah, that'll, it'll be up there somewhere. <laughs> All right,
0: cool. Well, do you have anything else that you're working on that you want us to know about? Um,
1: Well, I do conferences. So if you mm-hmm. want to check out like a bit more about Mesbeth, you want to learn a bit more about him and just some of the things that he likes to talk about and our discussions go check out our alien ancestry.net and um yeah we we do monthly conferences at the end of every month Mm -hmm. and uh, on the weekends usually so everyone is nice and relaxed and they don't have to worry about work or anything of the sort just have a good strong internet connection that's all you need girl and um yeah like tickets are 26 bucks You know, so it's very cheap. I think you know it's very affordable, especially in these trying times. And we also have a monthly subscription as well. So, uh, sixteen bucks a month as well. Australian dollars. This isn't. This isn't. You know, Australian dollars. Our dollar is always much weaker. So, if for you guys it's going to be like what seventeen or something like Mm -hmm. instead of twenty six, it's seventeen. It's something really tiny. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the monthly subscription is about sixteen U A U D. And um, you get all sorts of perks. to get um, access to complete video library of all our previous events. Plus, you also get um, uh, what was I say? free RSVB seating in upcoming events as well. So you don't have to double pay or anything of the sort. It's already covered. Um, yeah. Also, Q- special Q- uh, once-a-month Q&As with the team as well. If you have any questions, then feel free to ask us. Cool. So that's kind of like what we do. Yeah. Awesome.
0: All right, well, before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message?
1: One last positive message. You've survived this long. (laughs) You can survive it. (laughs) All right,
0: that's a good message. Yeah, yeah. Well, Leah, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And um, thank you, Judge. Um, I keep forgetting his name. I can't pronounce. What is it? M- Mesref. ever <laughs> wants you to get out some more information. Uh, pl- you know, here's a platform <laughs> where you can. You know, he has a message for you to share. Thank you. Contact me. Come and share it. If it's something small, I do Saturday night live streams. Every Saturday night, where anybody can join. If you want to just pop in and say something for five or 10 minutes, we'd love to have you. Sounds cool. Um, and if I don't, at least come back and visit us when you have your next book out.
1: Oh my God, girl. If, of course, I'm going to do that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to tell everyone about it. I'm, I'm particularly proud of this one. I mean, the first one is always going to be close to my heart, but this next book, I'm like, wow. This is peak writing even for me. Like I don't think I'm gonna get any I'm not gonna get much better at riding. Uh right. like this, this this is it. This is my I've reached my cap, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, mate. Well thank you so much, Jeff. <laughs> All right, thank
0: you, Leah. You have a great rest of your day over there.
1: You too. Good night.
0: Good night. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast.